Hello, hello, and welcome to, or welcome back to Birding with Alyssa. This is Alyssa speaking, and I'm super excited about today's topic. Um, It's February, it's in the middle of winter, and it's freezing. So what better thing to talk about than winter bird photography? And specifically, I'm going to be talking about how to survive winter and how to better photograph birds in times where majority of the time there's just not a lot going on, wildlife speaking. So picture this. It's cold. It's perhaps snowy. There are no leaves on the trees. And when you step in the forest, there seems to be no wildlife. Um, yeah, I think that's a really common scenario that we all face as wildlife photographers. And I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit as to why that perception may not necessarily be the case and how to overcome it. Um, so surprisingly, winter is actually my, one of my favorite seasons to photograph birds And I'm going to give you a couple of pros for winter photography just to, you know, brighten the mood a little bit because I feel like we all sort of shit on winter bird photography because it's cold. There's not a whole lot going on. Um, It's cold. Yes, I'm saying it again. (laughs) But again, there are a lot of pros and I'll be listing them here. So number one, winter has better lighting. Now, this is entirely subjective, but I feel like this is the case. For me personally, winter has way better overcast days and soft lighting, in my opinion, which I prefer. If you know know and follow me, you know that I prefer overcast days as opposed to any other type of lighting whatsoever. Um, So yeah, in my opinion, winter just has better lighting. Number two, there is no foliage. And what does no foliage mean? No foliage means you get better access to the bird, meaning that there's nothing that could really get in the way of you being able to focus on that bird. And you'll also get a lot better backgrounds because you'll get more depth of field and uh, a bigger distance between the subject and what's behind it. So no foliage means better backgrounds. Number three snow of course if you are in an area that has snow then you are incredibly lucky and here in new york new york city specifically we don't get snow all year round it's not really even guaranteed that we'll get snow every winter um but when we do get snow i absolutely love it and i try to take advantage of it even though it is cold and i don't want to get wet with the snow um But photographically speaking, it's so amazing and I love getting creative with it. Number four, waterfowl. Now, as much as I do love winter bird photography, I can't say that I love specifically waterfowl photography. And that's simply because I don't like getting down and dirty and I that's just not my thing. So while I can't say this is a pro for photography, I can say that I do love weird ducks, and from a birding perspective, waterfowl season is always the highlight of my year, personally.
Number five, parks are quieter during the winter. And yes, I know I said quieter, meaning that wildlife don't really make as much noise. But also, parks are quieter because there are no people. So because there are no people, it's way, way better for birding by sound, which I'll get into later in the podcast. Um, And I'll tell you a little story about how I was able to bird by sound, and that sort of saved the day with my photography. Number six, absolutely amazing sunsets. So I don't know if anyone else feels this way. Again, super subjective, but I feel like winter has way better sunsets than spring and summer and fall. And so because of that, I absolutely love going out by the water. I'm lucky enough to live out by the water, and I get to do some really cool, creative sunset photography with birds as my subject. Um, Specifically, I absolutely love doing goal photography in sort of like that in-between stage of sunset and blue hour. And let me tell you, blue hour is absolutely divine. I just love that pinkish, purplish tones that you get. And it's honestly one of the highlights of this whole season. So those are the six reasons why I love winter. That being said, there are definitely some challenges when it comes to winter photography. And now mainly it's because there are just way less birds to photograph. And so I'm going to list out ways that I actually overcome the fact that there are not as many birds to photograph. So number one, and I mentioned this before, birding by sound. Now birding by sound is going to be your best friend because if you're not really, like, the birds can be, I don't know how to say this. Yeah, the birds can be really tricky to find visually during the winter, surprisingly, even though there's not a lot of foliage and not a lot going on with the trees. For some reason, birds can be just tricky to, tricky to see. So um, honestly, majority of the time, I rely on birding by sound. And in the winter, it's just way, way easier to hear the birds when it's quieter. Number two, make sure you plan your trips. I plan my trips using eBird and AccuWeather. And so I use eBird to find out what birds have been seen in the area recently. And then I use AccuWeather to make sure that, number one, I'm going to get good lighting. And number two, that the weather isn't going to rain or snow me out. Because especially in like February, March, you know, or in the beginning of winter, December, those are the times where it can be really iffy. Sometimes you can get rain. Sometimes you can get snow. Sometimes you can get sleet. And sometimes you can get hail. And so I really don't like to be in a position where I plan to clear my day out for a day of birding and it just turns out that, you know, the weather doesn't cooperate or the cloud cover doesn't really cooperate. So to the best of my ability, I just try to plan my trips out as best as possible. And as someone who's particularly busy, um, it really helps 
sort of make my time out in the field a lot more efficient. Now, number three, having two to three target species plus backups will give you a lot more opportunities for photos. And this sort of goes back into number two, where you should always plan your trips using eBird. But I wanted to emphasize this point specifically because when you have two to three target species plus backup species, if a few of the initial target species fail, then you're just going to have backups that you can take photos of in that case that, you know, maybe the ponds have frozen over or maybe the winds have shifted so you're not able to photograph the raptors that are usually in the area. And so these are the cases where the unpredictability of winter can really be buffered by sort of just having backups and other species that you can take photos of as opposed to maybe one or two very specific species. And finally, number four, when all else fails, be creative. And you can be creative with using a number of different ways. One of my favorite ways that I love to be creative during the winter is by doing high-key photography. And high-key photography is basically when you have a light background and you overemphasize that light background by overexposing your photos, either using ISO or by changing the exposure compensation in your camera. Um, and then the other way that you can be creative is just photographing common species, but in a creative way. That's something that I always recommend no matter what the season is. Okay, so I wanted to tell you guys a little story about how I implemented some of these tips in my photography. So really recently, about last month, and I think if you've listened to previous podcasts, I also do tell this story. But there was one time where I was legit on my like third or fourth try to go out and photograph waterfowl. And the last two to three times, I completely struck out. Like, I didn't get any waterfowl. Each time I tried to get like a different species of waterfowl at a different location. And it just turned out that each of those locations didn't work out. And the species that I was looking for were not there. So finally, on this last time, I remember actually striking out again. But the thing that actually saved me was birding by ear. So I knew specifically the call of golden crown kinglets. They have this really soft, high-pitched chirps that honestly, it's pretty similar to many warbler calls. And they do sort of like a three note trill. And when I heard this, I knew I had to find them. Um, so it turned out after sort of following my ear, I found that they were foraging, foraging pretty low in the brambles, you know, out in the dead sticks and twigs and low bushes, as they actually usually do, which is incredible for photography. So yes, Golden crown kinglets are a species that lend themselves really, really well to photography. And also, they repeatedly came within a few feet of me as I was standing behind a gated pathway in the park. So I was able to get lots of different looks at them because I was able to find them and because I positioned myself 
sort of ahead of the the little flock and so um they would come like really close to me and then there was a point at which they sort of repeatedly came close to me and then sort of went went back and then foraged again and I was standing in the same spot and they repeatedly came back and forth to me so I was just being super still like try not to press my luck you know I didn't want to flush them or scare them away so it was really just absolutely a magical experience and completely made up for the fact that I struck out on ducks for the past three to four times. And sort of the moral of the story is, you know, you got to use or you got to take advantage of the opportunities that present themselves to you. You know, always stay very present in the moment when you're doing bird photography, because if you're focused on only capturing one thing, odds are, you know, wildlife doesn't really go according to plan. So when things inevitably sort of go awry, at the very least, you'll be able to be present enough that you'll find another species to photograph or you'll be able to go to another location that you've planned for. So it's honestly like a very rare moment that I don't come home with any photos and that's simply because of all the the, uh, points that I listed out at the very beginning. You know, at the very least, I'll usually have one photo that I'll be able to edit or look back on and be like, okay, you know, I am going to keep this photo. It's really great. Or I like the idea of this photo. And in the future, here are ways that I can improve on it. So even if I don't end up posting my photo, you know, at the very least, I do have something that I can edit and I'm super happy with. So again, the biggest takeaway out of everything is to always be prepared, have backups, you know, be present in the moment no matter what the season. And also, you know, have a few spots within a local park that you can hit up, even if your one target species falls through. Again, I do this no matter what the season, and it's a huge reason why I'm always coming home with photos, even if it's not my intended species. And finally, don't overlook the common birds. So like I said before, common birds are always going to be there, you know? And if you're not going to get your target species, then they're honestly the best when everything else fails. You can photograph them creatively. You can try out new techniques on them. You can wait for good lighting and try to get like interesting backlighting shots. Because, you know, I guess for robins would be a good example. They sort of stay put really easily. And um, they're a great um, way for you to practice those techniques. So I guarantee that your park has at least one common species that's always there. And there you have it, you know, my winter bird photography guide. I really hope this helps. And let me know on Instagram if you have any comments or questions. I would really appreciate you guys if you would rate and review my podcast. Um, It'll be a really big help to me. As of now, I have about, it ebbs and flows, but... I have about like 15 to 20 listeners, loyal listeners that I get every week. And as time goes by, I do get more listeners, but I do know that I have a core following of you guys and I'm so grateful for you. So it'd be amazing if you could review the podcast and I look forward to posting more stuff like this. So yeah, let me know if you like this and I can definitely do more podcasts like this with tips and tricks. Okay. Hope you guys have the a great rest of your winter and also a good start to your spring hopefully soon.
Okay, see you next time. Bye.